Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1902. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Clark, New Jersey, where they just survived uh, that nasty storm, Ida, who came up the coast there. Glad you're okay with a very special guest by the name of Daniel Donnelly. Daniel, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I'm absolutely ready. Let's do this. All right. We'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this world you've created for yourself, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Daniel? So one interesting thing that comes up uh, not very often is the fact that I actually graduated in the top 10 of my high school class. Congratulations. I appreciate it. And uh, from that, I was able to get a full ride to my local community college where I got an associate's in marketing. And uh, all the while, while I was in college, I worked a 50-hour-a-week management job in an auto parts retail store. Well, you know, maybe you could work a little harder, Daniel. I'm a little disappointed (laughs) here. You know, my hat's off to you because... That doesn't just happen. Uh, It's very competitive these days. I mean, it has been for a long time in school, even way back when I was in high school. But I worked from the time I was in junior high. And I understand working, going to school, getting good grades, which takes an effort, believe it or not, is a wonderful thing. So my hat's off to you. You're obviously a high achiever in what you've created and what we're going to talk about today at a very young age uh, will be a testament to that. So uh, again, bravo. Well done. Your parents must be very proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nothing like a uh, a full ride scholarship brings a smile to a parent's face when, when their yeah. child goes, guess what? Look at this. Like, Woo-hoo. All right. Saves a couple of bucks in the long run. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Believe me, school's expensive. Holy cow. It's just gotten crazy. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Daniel Donnelly is the founder of Garden State Goons Racing. That's a great name. Where he campaigns a track ready minivan he's named the mom rocket, and an off-road sedan called the Bro Rover. You can see Daniel's got a sense of humor. Daniel is 22 years old, born and raised in New Jersey, and since the age of nine has been involved in the motorsports industry when he started out volunteering at monster truck races. Having experience in driving and endurance racing, autocross, ATV, UTV, motocross, and off-road racing, he is currently working part-time as a technician and marketing manager in the monster truck racing world, as well as his own. So we'll learn more about that in a minute. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So give them a little listen, and we'll be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection, while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable, they're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, 
My Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right. 10% off. Use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, Daniel, we're back. So, obviously, we know you're a high achiever, you're a hard worker, you're a guy that does not sit idle very well. So, tell us about this process of building a racing team right out of college, bootstrapping it at your own expenses, building a social media presence. I mean, you're a super busy guy, so grab the wheel. Sure. So um, I was uh, working that retail job I mentioned before uh, in college, and I had a few friends of mine that I had met through my automotive program at the local vocational high school. Mm -hmm. And they approached me and said, hey, you know, we want to go racing. But what's a cheap way to go racing? Yeah. So we started looking into it. We came across the 24 Hours of Lemons series. <laughs> it's a great was, series. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a fun series. Came across that and they, we found out they were doing a race in Connecticut, not too far from us, about four months away from the time we first had the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we were a little ambitious. We said, you know what? Four months, that's plenty of time. Let's, <laughs> let's try to throw a race car together. Why not? Yeah, why not? So, um... <laughs> And as a uh, senior in high school, I had a uh, a beater minivan that I just had that I would use just you know beat around, get from point A to point B, nothing fancy. Yeah. And uh, I earned the nickname from one of my teachers, Dan, the man with the minivan. <laughs> I love it. That kind of <laughs> that kind of stuck with me. And um, we said, you know what? Let's take a minivan. Let's throw a roll cage in it. Let's put full safety in it because no one else is doing it. You know why? you know, why walk the beaten path? Let's make our own. Let's do something unique. So we uh, found a 1998 Ford Windstar. We put a cage out of a retired Arca series stock car in it that we cut out of the frame and welded into the van, put a full ISP containment seat with a five point harness. And we went racing four months later and we barely made that race, but we did make it and actually won an award at the first race. Wow. You know, I had Jay Lamb, the, Lamb, the founder of the 24 Hours of Lemons on the show, and I've had several other people who 
participate in Lemons who've built some really crazy, crazy vehicles. So, you know, what you probably know these guys, I mean, Eric Rude's involved with that uh, and a couple others. And, you know, uh, Nick Pond, that's the name of another one. And these guys are all called uh, perpetrators, (laughs) which is kind of of fun. So when you put this all together and went out and did this – were there some big surprises you encountered after the fact or when you got there and went, oh, we hadn't thought of that? There was definitely, uh, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, there was a lot of things that we missed in going through the car, well, the van. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of things we missed. We showed up there. Uh, we had brake lines that ended up rusting out, driving it around. So we were in the pits after it rained, laying in the mud, replacing brake lines with our flare kit, you know, new lines that we got at AutoZone down the road (laughs) and just a lot of last minute fixing. But after that race, we definitely learned to put in more prep time, go over everything with a fine tooth comb. And the biggest thing is testing as often as possible, because I'd rather have something go wrong on a test day than at the actual race itself. And that's you know, I learned through the uh, the hard experience of showing up and only being able to turn out 27 laps, but it gave us an award for most heroic fix, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've had hundreds of racers, race teams, fabricators on the show, and there's an old saying in racing, many a race is won before you get to the track, and that's in that preparation process. But if, again, this was something new for you guys to do, and you learned a lot, and that's what the, the 24-hour lemons and lemons racing is all about is learning and camaraderie and, and friendships. So the Mom Rocket, is that that's the name of that minivan, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I love it, the Mom Rocket. Now, tell us a little bit about the Bro Rover. Yeah, so the Bro Rover is a uh, new endeavor that we decided to go on. The Mom Rocket right now has, um, we have to do some engine transmission work to it. So we decided, you know what? Instead of fixing the main race car, let's just build a second one. Why, Why not? not? So, Why not? Yeah. yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> so I had this um, 2006 Hyundai Elantra that used to be my daily, and uh, I was uh, involved in an accident. I was okay. The other person was okay, but Good. they had uh, ran a red light and hit me. Oh, um, so yeah. the car got totaled out, but I still had the car. Insurance paid me out. I still had the car. So I said, you know what, why just send it to the junkyard? Let's have some fun with it. So we took it. We came across um, an off-road series. I was doing a race in New York in about, again, here, here I am with the short time frames. We had a month until this race. Oh, my gosh. I was like, okay, uh, we could do something with this. So we got creative. We just started cutting stuff off, taking stuff out. We were able to fit slightly bigger tires on it. We built this homemade lift kit just so the fuel tank wouldn't rub the ground when we jumped it in the race. And (laughs) did all this crazy (laughs) stuff to it. Started throwing paint at it. And I started reaching out to all the connections I had made through uh, working in the monster truck racing industry about, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me out with that? And they were able to come together, help out. And at the very last minute, we got this car together and we started off-road racing this car. And it just took off from there. Wow, what fun. Industrious, ingenious uh, young people you've got working with you there. That's cool. Now, tell me a little bit about your fascination with monster trucks because you started working in that industry a bit as a volunteer at the age of nine? Yeah, I uh, started going to shows at nine years old. And I was, I remember the first time I saw monster trucks was on TV. 
And I just remember seeing it and being like, man, what is this? This is interesting. And I just started looking into it on YouTube and watching videos. I went to a show that was local to me about a month afterwards. And I mean, the moment I went to that show, I was hooked. And I started going to these events. I was talking to drivers and crew guys saying, what's it going to take? You know, I want to get involved. I want to do something. And I just, from the, I started out just kind of sweeping trailers, you know, shining tires, just doing little stuff. And then it kind of just snowballed into me uh, learning a lot more, helping out more, uh, gaining the knowledge. And it just kind of, like I said, it just kind of snowballed. And now I have a job in the industry. I'm traveling again. Thankfully, we're traveling again now. And uh, I'm just super thankful for the opportunities I've gotten over the years and hopefully grow more in the industry in the years to come. So this company and team you're traveling with, who are they? They're uh, Vodders Motorsports based out of Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, Mike Vodders is the uh, owner and founder of the team. He's been in it for this year is his 40th anniversary, actually. What? being involved industry oh yeah he's one of the ogs he's one of the originals and he i'm actually after i'm done conversating with you today i gotta pack my bags and we're heading to ohio this weekend for a show where he's going to be driving in he's still driving the rig driving the truck wow hanging with the the young bucks out there on the track but he uh I, i credit him for teaching me a lot of the stuff that i know now about not just monster trucks but cars in general he definitely took me under his wing and showed me the ropes and i'm still here with him 13 years later. Well, you never know where this will end up because as you know, as a, being a listener, I just had Rick Steffens and Rebecca Schnell on yep. my show a couple of weeks ago who both started as people working in mo- the monster truck industry, helping out mechanics, helping with the trucks. And now they find themselves driving in the, you know, the U.S. tour. They've been on the world tour with Hot Wheels and their monster trucks. So uh, do you have any uh, thoughts about maybe being a monster truck driver in the future? Oh, that's always been the uh, the goal. <laughs> Ever since I was, you know, nine years old, that's always been the goal. I always wanted to go out there and just jump and crush cars, and <laughs> it's, it's still the goal. I uh, I was full time in the industry before the pandemic hit. Yeah, and uh, I'm starting to get back into it a lot more now. Uh, we're I am talking with Mike about uh, potentially getting some seat time at his property just to shake the truck down, jump it a couple times, get suited up and used to it. Yeah. Is it something that I'm going to do full time? You know, I don't know, but I would like to. I'm kind of feeling it out still. Things yeah. are still a little unpredictable for us, but I definitely would like to get in the seat. Oh, that would be very, very cool. You always like to ask my guests about a driving inspiration, a mentor, a influential person in their lives. Is there somebody like that for you? Absolutely. So I already mentioned Mike Vodders. I, I credit him with a lot of what I know and he's a very just like you mentioned before creative he taught me how to just if you're in a pinch you got to do this to make it down the road to make the event to make the race and he taught me a lot about you know just tapping in and being creative when you have to and uh also I have to credit my mother she's the one who supported all my crazy dreams when I was younger (laughs) would drive me to all the races and stay up till the wee hours in the morning while I was just chasing a dream so I'm forever in debt to her all the support she's given me. Well, that's nice. Well, great moms are the ones who support dreams. My mom has been a great supporter of everything I've done. And I've been a car guy since I was a little kid. And, you know, every time I wanted to go off and do something crazy, she was always supportive and helping me any way she could. So there's nothing like having a mom like that. And Mike sounds like an awesome, awesome mentor to have and a legend that you could learn so 
so much fun. It's like getting an MBA in the monster truck business and industry. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah very, very fortunate. Uh, we'll take a short break. We come back. Let's talk a little bit about challenges because they're an important part of learning and life. So keep your seatbelts on and we'll be right back. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Carsia are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. So let's talk about this. You're still a young guy, but no doubt you've bumped up against some obstacles. I mean, just trying to get a lemons car together on the track and then keeping it on the track. Yeah, that's an obstacle, but maybe maybe even something a little bigger that you had to overcome. But more importantly, what was that lesson that it taught you so you could come out positive on the other side? It's I, I grew up uh, with, you know, uh, just not a lot of money in the family. Uh, so I always had to work, grind, you know, do what I had to do so I can go out and uh, have fun with friends or, you know, pursue this racing dream that I have. And another kind of challenge that I have was that nobody in my family, in my immediate family, has ever been involved in anything automotive. Okay, you're a loner, a black sheep. Literally, yeah. I was the first one to get, just say, hey, that's cool, that, you know, bike with an engine in it. Let me go ride it. Hey, let me go crash it, learn, and try to be better at the next time. And I kind of paved the way for that. And I have younger cousins now who are starting to get into motorsports and racing, and I'm kind of helping them out and guiding them. But I didn't have that. So I just kind of found it. And obviously, my mom saw that I had a passion for it, and she backed me up. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of funds. There wasn't a lot of uh, opportunities to travel. So I just kind of had to do what I had to do to make that happen for myself. It sounds like to me, you discovered that hard work and effort, tenacity, grit will get you there. Where, where did that come from? Because we, we see a lot of people, you know, it's easy for older people to say, oh, kids are so lazy these days. I don't buy that. Some of them are, but they were lazy back when I was a kid. I had friends who were lazy and, you know, I started working as a young kid and a lot of my friends, how come you always have money? In fact, I remember a kid came up to me in school once and said, uh, do you sell drugs? And I'm like, 
no, I don't use drugs. I don't sell drugs. Why? He goes, we always seem to have money. And I go, well, that's because I work my tail off. I have I have two jobs. I have a paper out. I get up at four in the morning. Uh, oh, okay. So, you know, he wandered back to whatever rock he crawled out from under. But uh, where did you get that that grit, that tenacity? It's it's all, I think it's all in your upbringing. And that's for anybody. You know, my mother, being a single mother from the day I was born, actually, she... Uh, went through a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges, and I feel like she just kind of instilled it in me, and just the work hard, you know, if you work hard, it'll pay off eventually kind of attitude, you know, someone will take notice. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's all it takes really is a lot of hard work, and then uh, having your head up and looking out the windshield and seeing some opportunities. I always say there really isn't any luck. It's when hard work and experience and opportunity, those two paths cross and you recognize it and you take advantage of it and you jump on it. So uh, it sounds Absolutely. like you've, you've figured that out. So again, my hat's off to you, young man. You're going to fulfill all your dreams. I'm absolutely positive of that. When you look ahead, and I don't want to go too far because it's really hard to look too far out, but let's just say the next two, three years. What are a couple of bucket list items for you? I'm always thinking of something that I want to do, something that I want to achieve. You know, yeah. that's always on my mind. And uh, eventually, uh, getting a house would be nice—a nice piece of property so I can have my race cars, uh, give them a proper home and a roof over their head. Because right now they're just in my apartment parking lot under covers, and that's where—that's my workshop—is the apartment parking lot. Wow! Yeah, I just—you know—a a nice house, a nice piece of land, and just growing the race team more it's starting to get more lucrative i'm starting to get more you know attention more eyes on it and more people are wanting us to go out and do races in different parts of the country and it's amazing to see how much it's grown in such a short period of time so just building off of that and just continuing the grind you know uh again you're bringing back some great memories for me and i'll throw an idea at you here when i was in college and i put myself through college so i had to work I was trying to figure out, you know, how could I do my job, which I had a detailing business where I lived and pay for school and blah, blah, blah. And I found a house that had a large four car garage. It had four bedrooms. So I rented that house from uh, Mrs. Kwan was her name, this very elderly Chinese lady. She and her husband had built that home. It was in Pacific Beach, California, where I was living in SoCal. And then I rented the three other bedrooms out so that that would pay for the entire cost of the rental. And then the garage gave me the space to do my detailing business. So uh, I'll throw that idea at you before you can get to a point, maybe you get to a point where you can afford to buy your own home or even buying a house that has more bedrooms so you can rent those out for a while and help Absolutely. help pay for that mortgage. It worked for me brilliantly. The only challenge was if one of my roommates left, I was like, oh gosh, I got to find a roommate really quick. Yeah. But but, uh, but it was a nice place and uh, it enabled me to have that garage, that workshop. And I even had one roommate who liked cars like me. So I charged him a little more to park his car in the garage at night. I clear out an area, you know, but most nights I was detailing cars all night long so I could get up and go to, well, I didn't get up. I just would go to, sometimes I would just put my clothes on and go to school. So uh, yeah, hard work, tenacity, but there's a little idea for you that worked really well for me for about uh, almost four years there, I think. So yeah, yeah, one way to do it. I like to share a special vehicle story. Now we've talked about two special vehicles you've built and raced. Again, uh, the Mom Rocket and the Bro Rover. But is there a special vehicle in your life you'd like to share a story about? Um, I would say there's two of them. Uh huh. Not very, uh, 
They're not flashy by any uh, stretch of the word, but they're special cars to me. The first one would be my mother's car that she drove me around to all the shows in when I was younger. It was a 1997 Geo Prism, just a point A to point B car, but the memories that I have in that car with her are, will live with me forever. I'll <laughs> never forget driving all across the country in it. And then I would say the second one would be what is now the Bro Rover, which is my 06 Elantra, just because that is the car that I first had when I got my license. And I drove it to all these events, drove it to all these shows. I put almost 100,000 miles on that car in two years. Wow. I just, I beat the crap out of that car and I'm continuing to beat the crap out of it now. <laughs> yeah. More fun than it now, yeah. <laughs> it just keeps on ticking though. Oh, it, it takes a beat. I tell you, the first race I did with it, I only intended to do one race with it. So I did not drive it kindly. I did not drive it to drive it on the trailer at the end of the race. I beat everything that it had out of it, and it still kept going. And I'm amazed. Well, take care of her. She's taking care of you. So uh, that sounds I like... I definitely a- am now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit here, Daniel. Be your uh, automotive psychologist, if you will, psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah, if you were manifest as a vehicle, and this has nothing to do with about what you want to be, this is the man in the mirror, who you really are deep down inside, manifest as some kind of a vehicle. What would a Daniel Donnelly be, and more importantly, why? It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a unique question, that's for sure. It is. No, and I like it. It makes you think, you know, it gets the brain juices flowing, I like to say. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I like to think that if I was manifested as a vehicle, I'd probably be a a Crown Vic police interceptor model. Okay, yeah. Because I'm not very, like, I'm outgoing to my friends, but, like, you know, I kind of, like, keep to myself when I'm at a race. I'm focusing on my job and doing my thing. So it's kind of like the undercover model. Right. But I... I've had a lot of challenges thrown my way, and I like to take the beating and keep going, and that's what those crown picks <laughs> do. They get, I mean, everything beat out of them, and they keep ticking. So I'd probably say crown back, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, I had a, or I have a, a cousin, but he had one, and I used to fly down for Monterey Car Week to San Jose. He'd leave the car in the parking lot for me. It was dark blue, tinted windows, even had the antenna on the back just to, <laughs> just to kind of trick people. It had the police interceptor logo on the back and I would drive that car from the San Jose airport down to Monterey Pebble Beach it was the funnest drive because I just would park myself in the left lane and everybody pulled over and let me pass (laughs) Uh, I even had a highway patrol car I I wasn't paying attention I was probably trying to figure out where I was going to have lunch or something and all of a sudden I look up and I'm behind a Washington or not Washington that's where I live California chip California highway patrol and I went "Uh uh-oh and I was traveling pretty quick, but California, they seem to don't care how fast you go down there. It's incredible compared to where I live. He pulled over and I went by and he waved and I waved and I just kind of went, oh, I hope he doesn't pull me over. And I just went on my way. That's but uh, yeah. yeah, those things yeah, are cool. Yeah. Is it the opposite there? Oh, yeah. It's it's bad here. If you go five over the limit in my town, it's a, it's a bad day for you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's the same here in Washington State. And I learned my lesson the hard way when I moved here. They use unmarked cars here on the freeways. And I, I was pulled over probably two weeks into living here, coming from California to Washington State. Again, California has always been kind of Hey, drive whatever you want as long as you're not too crazy on the freeways. You can speed. And uh, I got pulled over by a guy in a Cadillac with a gold grill package on the front and i literally thought he was somebody wanting to steal my car and i didn't pull over and he kept following me and it kept following me and finally i went 
you know, and he was on his that loudspeaker, pull over, pull over. And so I pulled into a gas station where there was a lot of people and I was going, man, I'm either in a lot of trouble or this guy, maybe he won't try to hurt me. I, I really, I couldn't believe it. And he walked up and, you know, he was mad. And then I told him, well, my license plate, I'm from California. We don't have people in yeah. Cadillacs with grill packages. Who, exactly, are, yeah. who are you? And he goes, well, you're in Washington now. We drive everything, minivans, pickup trucks, sometimes even cabs. So watch your speed. And he, did, he didn't write wow. me a ticket. Nice guy. So wow. <laughs> I lucked out. Cadillac. Wow. That's crazy. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. I used to see him from time to time afterwards and he'd wave at me and I'd wave back as I was driving <laughs> a bright red Porsche 911. So yeah, watch your speed. You know, I noticed on one of the photos you sent me, I believe it's your Bro Rover, uh, a Wounded Warrior Project sticker on the back. I like to ask my guests if there's ways that they like to give back to others. Is that a, a project that you're really fond of? Yes. So uh, putting the car together for the first race this past May, I sent an email out to Wounded Warrior Project. It's a uh, a fund that I've always uh, donated to before whenever I could, and I'm a firm believer in what they stand for, which is helping out our veterans. And I reached out to them and said, hey, I'd like to start a fundraiser to uh, raise funds and awareness for your, uh, for your cause, and I want to use my platform that I have to be able to bring light to it. So what we did for the first race was we ran a... Uh, program called race awareness mm -hmm. and uh, people whoever donated at least $25 we wrote their name on the hood of the car nice and we were able to raise I think in the neighborhood of 1500 bucks in that month's time good for, for you project and we're continuing to work with them uh and again it's a something that I firmly believe in it's something that I feel like isn't getting enough uh, light shed on it these days so I wanted to use what little platform I did have to be able to shed a little bit of light to that you know my hat's off to you as a young person you have figured out my listeners hear this over and over but I'm gonna say it again the secret sauce to happiness and that is giving back to others finding a way to help other people Many people figure it out at a pretty young age, but not a lot. You're a young man and you figured it out. So uh, there you go. It's got to make you feel pretty good. It does. It's uh, very uh, humbling to, you know, be able to help somebody out that's in need of help. And even if it's not to the scale of donating to a charitable cause, even if it's just a friend of mine who's on the side of the road that has a flat tire and doesn't know how to change it, I'm willing to go out of my way and help them. You know, just it, it just it's not only for. Uh, me feeling good about helping somebody it's just they need help there's nothing more to it and i'm willing to help whoever needs the help and that's just that's just how it is sometimes people are in a tough spot and you got to help them out yeah it's a great thing i'll tell you I, I just had a guest on the show a few days ago uh two days ago actually albert viator he is a veteran of the vietnam war uh he wrote a book about being a special ops guy he 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 signed up during the Vietnam War because a lot of his friends were, but he wanted to go into their, he liked journalism and photography, and he had ended up having a career in that field for 35 years as a uh, film producer and shooting shows and traveling around the world, did a lot of race coverage and things like that. But when he signed up, he said, okay, I want to go into this program. Well, they trained him, and then they sent him to Vietnam to be a special ops guy to go around and uh, use propaganda against the North Vietnamese. Not really what he thought he was signing up for, and he ended up on the battlefield. He was flying in gunner helicopters over uh, combat zones, uh, filming and stuff, and, you know, scary. Uh, so served, he survived, and uh, came back and bought a car. But um, when he was telling me about some of his stories in Vietnam, now here's a guy who is in his mid-70s, and he had to kind of stop 
And he goes, I'm sorry, I still kind of, some of these things kind of drum up in me from my experience in Vietnam uh, that I have to kind of deal with. And, you know, Wounded Warrior Project and uh, many of these things that help our veterans are so important because what these men and women and their families go through are just tragic. And there's nothing, it's something that never goes away. It's Absolutely. always there. So again, my hat's off to you again. Been taking my hat off a lot. Maybe that's why I have no hair. I keep rubbing it all <laughs> off. But uh, you're a really special young man, Daniel. That's great. How about a book? Have you read a great book you'd like to share with our listeners? There are two books that I've uh, I've read some that are very interesting to me. Uh, one of them is Motorsports Marketing and Sponsorship by Alex Stryler. I'm sure you've gotten that one before on this show. Yeah. Um, that, that book uh, definitely opened my eyes to the business side of racing and how it could be lucrative. And another book that I do have to give a shout out to is uh, Monster Truck Technology by Marty Garza. He's involved with our team. He's a partner on one of our monster trucks that we work on at Vodders Motorsports. He put together a book that is the definitive history of monster truck racing, and it's a phenomenal book, and I recommend anybody to check it out if they like monster trucks. That's perfect. All right, Daniel, I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here, which means you can pick any car in the world, any passenger to be with, and any road to be driving on. Money's no object here. I'm like the ultimate sponsor. I just say how much you need, and I write you a check. Uh, We all need people like that in our lives. (laughs) Uh, The benefactors, as they say. What does your ultimate drive look like for you? Okay, so I would say I'm going to get creative with the car choice here too. So bear with me. On this I love one. it. I would want to ride along with the Top Gear guys, Jeremy, Richard, and James. Yeah. Some of my favorite automotive presenters in the world. I mean, those guys are legendary. Mm. And I just kind of want to talk shop with them, talk tech. I feel like they'd be a fun time to go on a road trip with. And I would like to do it in a Dodge Caravan, but put the 6.2 supercharged engine in it. <laughs> you have a little fun on the road, but still have enough comfort inside to be able to relax, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, where would you guys be driving? You have a, a place you'd like to ride with those guys? Boy, that'd be a trip. I would just, you know, I would like to drive through, and I've done it many times, but I would like to do it just over the flyover states, you know, the Midwest, all the places that people kind of brush over when they're traveling. I just love driving through there because it's just scenic, open roads, no cares in the world, relaxing. I would definitely go through the Midwest. Have you seen the new uh, series that Clarkson did, uh, Clarkson's Farm? I've watched a couple clips of it in passing. (laughs) You know, I started watching that. I thought it was awesome. And yeah. what I liked about, well, a lot of things I liked about it, but you know, my grandparents were farmers in Texas, so they have a, farmers have a special place in my heart. But he really humbled himself a bit. You know, a lot of people who don't like Jeremy Clarkson, oh, he's so uh, verbose and full of himself and opinionated. Well, yeah, that's who he is. That's his persona. That was his career as a writer. But he really humbled himself in that series. And if you watch the whole series through and then to the very end, the last one, you really see a side of him that I had not seen before. He's funny, you know, and he's clever. And of course, he starts off by uh, wanting to buy a tractor and buys a Lamborghini tractor, of course, (laughs) you know, and he's. You know, he's not like most farmers. He's got tons of money, so he can do whatever he wants. But I thought it was a a really interesting. I hope they bring back another season. Uh, I really enjoyed it. No, I got to catch up on that. I I do want to watch it. Yeah, it's fun. It's really worth fun. I mentioned it to many people and they go, what? I never heard of that. So uh, yeah, check it out. You can find, I forget the network it's on, but uh, 
you can find it streaming uh, in a variety of places. Well, you've taken us on a really fun ride today, Daniel. I'd love for you to leave us with a success quote, a mantra, maybe some kind of meaning that has, uh, or saying, I should say, that has meaning for you. Like I said earlier in the show, just keep grinding, you know, put your nose to the grindstone, do what you got to do to get to where you want to go, because the hard work will shine through and someone will take notice. And um, another line I do want to mention real quick is uh, it's actually a lyric from uh, a song that I really enjoy. The song is called Martyr by a metal band called August Burns Red. And uh, the line is uh, learn to let go and to forgive. And my interpretation of it is basically don't hold grudges. Don't think about the negative thoughts people try to send your way. Just, you know, wish them well on their journeys while you just keep focusing on what you're doing. Put the blinders on and just keep grinding away because, you know, some people in the world may get handouts. And, you know, obviously there's a little bit of jealousy behind it. I think that's natural in anybody. But you just got to keep grinding away because it will pay off whether it's a year from now or 10 years from now it's gonna show somewhere yeah you know on that that concept of learning to let go and forgive oh that's a very very important lesson for everybody don't let the past rent space in your head unless it's providing you with a positive uh lesson i like that again very wise how are the ways that people can follow you and keep up with what you're doing Sure. So uh, my Instagram handle is just my first and last name with the dot in the middle, Daniel Donnelly. Uh, same thing on TikTok. I'm trying to get a TikTok platform going because that seems to be where everyone's at now to get, uh, <laughs> yeah. get some eyes on you. So it's the same handle over on TikTok. And then uh, for my team, the Garden State Goons, uh, you can look us up on Instagram at Garden State Goons. Same thing on YouTube. We're getting a YouTube channel going. And if you want to support us and get some merch, it's gsgware.com. That's G-S-G-W-E-A-R.com. All right. I'll put all those links on Daniel's show notes page. You can check it out on the Cars yeah website, Daniel Adonnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Uh, check out all of his websites. Follow him. Uh, here's a very industrious young man that you can learn and be inspired by. Uh, so if you want to get out and enjoy the automotive sector and you feel like you just don't have the money to do it, Daniel will lead you down the right path. He's figured <laughs> it out uh, and you'll get all your dreams uh, to come true. Daniel, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, being so uh, insightful, sharing your experiences, and so inspirational. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. See you there, Mark. All right. Thanks. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!